welcome to the Switch Island Desert Island Cartridges episode 22. My name is Ben and joining me for this episode is the lovely Andrew at Oddman84. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Ben? I'm really, really good. I feel quite relaxed. You know, the sun is shining. Are we, are we still keeping up the whole Desert Island thing? We can if you want. Yeah, it's lovely. Very yeah. warm. Yeah, because yeah. it... Because it is fucking, it's fucking freezing, isn't it? It's horrible, so really let's, horrible. Let's, let's let's keep up the pretense that we're on a ah oh, nice warm desert island. Yes, lovely. Sunglasses what you, on. What are you drinking, Andrew? Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a um, strawberry and lime copperberg product placement for you there. <laughs> oh, nice. You you love them, don't you? I you do, like I do. I very much like them. Um, I basically just whenever we go to the supermarket, I go, can I get some of these and just pick them up? <laughs> so. All the time. Who 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 are you asking? Is that your mum that you're going to the supermarket with? Or? Yeah, I go no, with, yeah, with my mum. Uh, no, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if the listeners know. Can I have? Can I have some of these? Please. No, I don't know if the listeners know. Please, I'm, I'm unemployed, so um, I have to ask my partner if it's okay to buy these things. All oh, right, I thought you were going to say you're just like hanging outside the supermarket, you know, saying, "Please, can you can buy you me buy some copperberg?" Yeah, like I'm a 15 year old. I'm unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Um, well, I'm actually sipping on a gin and tonic. Wow, which is not not a wintry drink at all. But still good, though. It's the only thing. It's the only thing we had in the house. <laughs> Scraping <laughs> the bottom of the barrel there. <laughs> exactly. Aren't we both yes. painting such a picture of success? <laughs> um, speaking of a picture of success, that nice segue. Is, kind of. That's a segue. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> our our guest hoping to get. Onto the desert island. He's a, he's a newly a newly adopted islander, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he, he was he was all over all over the place with us at EGX. He was indeed you know, making a nuisance of himself. Um, and that is at that doctor fact, Lewis. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, it's bloody roasting here. I don't know what you're talking about. Being cold. I got off. The, I got on the ferry at Rosyth. Took me to an undisclosed location. Then got the helicopter here, and it's bloody roasting. Helicopter. Wow. Who paid for the helicopter? Jeez. Dan. Dan did. <laughs> uh, Dan. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dan. Uh, yeah. Good. Welcome, mate. This, this has been a long time coming, isn't it? Yeah. It's been it's been a good long while. It's been a good long while. It's, fine, it's nice to finally to finally get on and do one of these. Yeah. Let's let's hope your uh, your game makes it on. Um, but yeah, you've you've recently kind of. I, you've kind of wormed your way, <laughs> crowbar, <laughs> crowbar, <laughs> crowbar my way on. Hey guys! <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're, you know, you were, you were there. You're helping us make the uh, content for EGX and stuff, and that was pretty cool to meet up in the flesh. Yeah, it was really and, cool. Uh, really, really cool. Yeah. What's what was your kind of favourite like moment of that that whole thing? Forgetting the games and forgetting, <clears throat> you know, the. Uh, the obvious choices of what games you enjoyed because mm-hmm. we've, we've done all that but what's your kind of a few weeks removed from it what's been your lasting memory of EGX uh, I think probably well the video that we, we sort of made on the night on the Saturday night that's, that's just yeah. recently gone up that was that was really really fun to do and I think that's probably one of my favourite memories of the weekend other than uh, meeting all of your lovely selves as well mm-hmm. that's the correct uh, and I may also say as well that the Pokemon queue was also a highlight <laughs> It was it was actually quite good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, you a, you, a, you disappeared a for a good long while. while. I seem to remember. Yeah, I went. I just went and sat down. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck this! I'm gonna go chill out by myself." Um, but yeah, that was it. Was quite good fun. It's funny how like spending just two hours in a queue can really kind of 
galvanise your spirits a little bit. And destroy your you legs. Just be, yeah, you could just be really pissed off, or you could just say, "Well, this is ridiculous. Let's all have a laugh about it." And uh, and uh, happy to say that's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. Then you came good. back. It's good time. <laughs> and then I came back and ruined it all. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. All right. You're not getting on, mate. <laughs> um, just giving yeah, you a reason. So I'm just giving you a reason. <laughs> I guess we should probably um, crack on with uh, the main reason you're here, because we do have another podcast to record after this, of course. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're here. Do you want to let us know some games that you thought about bringing on that was pretty kind of close to making the cut, but not quite? If you've got any, <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I could probably think of one. Um, not a Switch game, but uh, it's Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars Ooh. game from mid two thousands. I'm going to say, <laughs> just an all round great game. I think it's, it's still sort of, is mentioned in one of the sort of, of the better Star Wars games. Um, but it has been a long, long time since I played it. Uh, but I'd probably. Are you a uh, Are you a Star <clears throat> Wars nerd then? Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy my Star Wars. Yeah. Ah, I thought you were. I thought you were all right. <laughs> I like to keep it quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very sensible. No, I didn't. I didn't realise. Yeah, I've, I've never long and prosper. I've never long and prosper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Um, I I've never really played a Star Wars game other than the was it, was it Rogue Squadron, which was the GameCube one. Yeah, that gave me some wicked uh, motion sickness. That game. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's a memory yeah, I, I, I tribute to Luigi's Mansion. So I used to play. Is it Rogue Squadron? It was Rogue Squadron. On, Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. I felt sick playing that, was and it then I went. Leader? One of them, yeah. I went on to play Luigi's Mansion afterwards, and the feeling of motion sickness comes back when I think of the first Luigi's Mansion and not Rogue Squadron. It's a strange one. Mm. Oh, so you've got sort of uh, it's almost like aversion therapy then to to um, <laughs> to Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah, so you just think of that. And, so, but you've powered through. And played a bit of uh, the third Luigi's one, yeah, yeah. Three. yep. That's good. No motion sickness against no motion sickness. Adversity. I had the I had the sick bag on standby just in case. It's <laughs> good. Hey, how are you enjoying Luigi's Mansion Three? It's a slight tangent here, but you're how far through it? Are you? I think I'm on. How many floors are there? I think I've got two more buttons to collect. Right. Some oh, because it's but uh, buttons on the lift, isn't it? Yeah. The elevator. Yeah. But I am loving it. Yeah. It's great. I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, I will get into it. So yeah, so I bought that. Uh, what's the ukulele two? Impossible ukulele there. And the impossible. Le- yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Dragon Quest Eleven on the same day. And that's <laughs> um, just a ridiculous thing to do. But uh, but then I I actually just decided to start Dragon Quest Eleven and haven't even thought about playing the other two since. But yeah, that is that's probably a story for another podcast. And I'm definitely not grinding on Dragon Quest Eleven whilst hosting this podcast. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely wouldn't do that ever. Um, all right, cool. So that was a close one. Any other close calls for you? No, that I could think of. I did. I did have a think of other games that potentially I could have brought on with me, but I think that's probably the only one. Other than the the ones that are already here, like Mario Kart Eight, Smash, yeah. all that kind of. St- Shit, so smash. You love Smash, don't you? I love it so much I traded it in, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you fucking hypocrite. Um right, okay, cool. Well let's move on to the good stuff. Okay. Uh your chance to enter a game into the coveted Desert Island cartridges, an elusive award that allows only the best games into an exclusive all inclusive club. 
So, Lewis, what is your game choice? So we've got all this beautiful wide open space here, lovely sandy beaches, nice forested area. I thought I'd bring, or at least attempt to bring on a game that was about navigating through Najri little tunnels. And that game is, as preempted by you on a few episodes, a few, a few episodes ago, is Hollow Knight. Of course, was there ever <laughs> any be. any doubt about what game you would bring? Every so every episode of this, I'm like, this this better not be Hollow Knight that this person's bringing on. That's my game. <laughs> yeah, because then you would have had to bring the Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> and I would go fuck off of your Star Wars shit. <laughs> um, but yes, it is Hollow Knight, and that's uh, yeah. I mean, you you managed to kind of crowbar in, it into every conversation, <clears> and. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, I don't mm. think anyone that knows our little community will be remotely surprised. Yeah, but, um, yeah exactly. I don't, I don't think it is a surprise for anyone that has spoke to me about games in general. This is the this is the one that I can always I do always go on about, and it is a, it's a sort of benchmark for for other similar types of games for me. But now is your forum to go on about it you know, <clears throat> at length. So why? What is it about this game that that you find? so special that you would happily play it forever and ever well i think i knew nothing about this game up until its switch e3 reveal which was only last year <clears throat> and from there there was a specific moment i remember so it ends up being the character of the last stag this is sort of he jumps down in a tunnel you're riding on his back and it this is sort of that image really struck a chord with me and I was like that looks like an excellent game and I think from there it jumped on a few more sort of combat based screens and I was like I think this is a must buy um, even though thinking it was must buy it took me a little while to buy it afterwards uh, I seem to remember pondering on whether it was a good idea would I actually like it was it the kind of game for me um, ends up that yes it was the kind of game for me and it's uh, it's within my top five games of sort of all time so Wow, and that's. Uh, did you kind of were you a fan of kind of Metroidvanias before <laughs> Hollow Knight? I don't think I've ever played one before Hollow Knight. So that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> wow. At least, at least from from memory, I don't think I have. Like I have since, and like I said, mm. Hollow Knight is that sort of benchmark that game that other Metroidvanias struggle to sort of catch up with, especially because it was my first, my first one. Um, mm. Oh, the first one is always special. It, it is always special, and yeah. it just so happens yeah. it's the, the first one is this sprawling labyrinth of a game. Yeah. It is massive. I was a bit surprised, because I kind we're of We're still thought... speaking about Hollow Knight. <laughs> oh, I thought we were doing the whole sexual intro. I was a little surprised at the sheer magnitude of it. Um, when I... Because I, I kind of thought, you know, quite ignorantly, or oh, it's an indie game, it's not going to be that huge you know um but yeah and then i got to a point where i realized the kind of scale of the world and it i, I can't believe and it, how much is it it's about i think it was it retail for like 12 pounds yeah, something, something like that. that i picked it up for eight so it's crazy yeah. how much game they've packed into it and it's not like they've packed that you know there's a lot of content there but the 
you know they've scaled down the graphics and it's just all pixel art not saying that pixel art is easy but you know it's it's a beautiful modern looking game as well it's just uh it's just like hand-drawn yeah, just, the hand-drawn style of it is really becoming of the sort of genre i think um mm. every every sort of area every screen is there's something to sort of take in and I wouldn't say it doesn't necessarily change every time, but there are sort of NPCs that will fade in and fade out of certain areas that you can go to. They're almost like the, the best way to describe it. It's like a hot spring uh, in the f- first sort of section of the game. And if you go back mm. later, there are two guys in there chatting, so you sort of enter the area and you hear them sort of mumbling in the background. You just these mm. two guys sort of chilling out in the bath, basically is what it is. Uh, and when you jump into the water, they, they suddenly just be quiet and stare at you. As you say, shuffle, right. shuffle past them to get to a bench. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, little touches like that, and then uh, one of my favourite things like that is the what's the map maker guy called Corn Cornelius Cornifer. Like that? Cornifer, Cornifer yeah. yeah. And when you just hear him in the distance, just a mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just so the atmosphere of the game is just yeah. amazing. Well, that's one of the- it's really that's it's, it's the biggest part of it. How they created the you know that feeling of kind of claustrophobia. Yeah. And yet, it's huge. the world yeah. is just massive. It's, yeah, it's really cleverly done. Andrew, have you have you played this? I haven't. I've, I think I've bought it on the back of Lewis speaking about it. And it's one of those games that I bought in a sale and just haven't played yet. But mm. I'm definitely getting the vibe that I really should be playing it. <laughs> it's, uh, I, yeah. I recommend it to basically everyone that I speak to. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, I, I, I try and just cram it into any conversation. Oh, you've got, you got the shops list? Oh, yeah, yeah, but have you played Hollow Knight? <laughs> <laughs> Like a uh, born again Metroidvania fan, <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> have you heard the good news about Hollow Knight? <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, I. I've never finished it, to the surprise of no one. Um, but you haven't you finished it on, on, like more than once, or tried the hard mode, or something like that. So yeah, I have I have a couple of save files. I've. On my main, the main ones, the one I started, the one that sorry, started with, there are multiple different endings for it, and I think there's four, four or five. Um, I've got three of them, so it depends on what you do in game, mm. depicts or defines the ending you get. Even sorry, um, and once you collect a certain item, other endings that you could have got earlier on are locked off. You can't get them anymore. Um, yeah, so I've got, I've got a few of the endings. I wanted to do because there's there's sort of challenges within within it to sort of try and speed run it. So there's like one for less than twenty hours, one for less than ten. So I'm I think on my second save file I managed to get through it in about eleven, I think. But then the thing is with excuse me, <coughs> the thing is with playing this game is that especially on my first play through, play through, and it sort of bled into my second is that I didn't want to rush despite whatever pop up award I would get, whatever acknowledgement that you have you have completed this game and x amount of time yeah it's just the the the, the, the sort of the enjoyment through exploration that i got from from the game and there are sort of hidden like, walled off areas that if you accidentally hit with your nail um nail is the sort of sword you use in the game if you hit with your nail it might crumble a little bit oh what's to here hit a few other times and a whole other little room may open up and in there there may be some snippets of lore about the story in the background or an item so mm. like benefits you to do a bit of exploration yeah how how much are you kind of 
how much do you get out of the lore? Because it's not there's not really a story told in the traditional sense, but you just get these little snippets. Right? Yeah, so it's the only game that I've played that has that I've enjoyed so much, and then gone on to read about on the internet. So there right. there are sort of snippets put here and there. You basically piece it together, but there are people who have got there before you and done their best to make a sort of coherent story out of it. And it's really, really interesting. I mean, there's a Wikipedia page for it on fandom.com, whatever it's called, and it it's so in-depth. Such subtle, like, story elements are in there. And if you are sharp mm. enough to sort of pick them up, I wasn't the first time round. Uh, most stuff went over my head. Not, no, not surprised. Not, not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Is this in English? Um, they sort of piece it together and you go, oh, really? And then you might see something when you're reading through the lore like what I did and go, I have never seen that before. So for example, there is a crest, just a crest in a, in a hidden room somewhere on the map. And I had no idea it was there, despite passing it numerous times. And so yeah. you try your best to go and, go and find it. So it's, yeah, it is the only game so far that I've investigated further after completing it. But the, yeah. the, the lore is, it really is great and there's a a few YouTube channels that are pretty good at going through it. I bet. Yeah, and the uh, I, I guess the lore is only going to expand when they bring out the um, what's it called? Silk Song. Silk Song. Yeah. So I don't know if that's set before or after. It's uh, it's a bit of a mystery at the moment. But like I said, mm. managed to play that a little bit EGX. So it's um, I'm really looking forward to that coming out whenever it does. I wonder if this will like go on to be like Team Cherry's Steam World. You know, and basically they'll just keep iterating on the same theme and maybe expand into a different kind of genre. I don't know. That seems like it's got the potential to be something like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They could probably do like a like a Hollow Knight, like a DCU or MCU, whatever you, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. Uh, yeah. Because the sort of the, the part of the lore is that once you leave Hollow Nest, the, sort of the place where the game the game takes place, you forget you were there. there so there is one character that is. So it intonated that he has was either born in Hallonest and left and came back, but has no recollection of ever of ever being there. And that's what it does tie into the sort of the night, your character's story. So you start the game and you're mm. travelling towards Hallonest, but everything seems to be a bit of a mystery to you. So you could have like locked off different areas. So I'm guessing that from whenever Hornet is in Silk Song, she has no recollection of if it is if it is a prequel, she has no recollection of the game that has taken place. Right. Hmm. Strange. I am. Um, I have asked Team Cherry if they'd like to come onto this podcast, actually, uh, and they ignored. Me, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but that would be quite cool. I'd love to pick their brain because it's just—is is it a team of about three people? Yeah, two two developers. But I think I think there was four. I think there was one guy who dropped off early on, um, but right. two main sorry, game devs and the composer of the soundtrack and I mean if you don't let Hollow Knight on for the game you have to let it on because of its soundtrack oh, it is yeah. god tier god tier really soundtrack that, that whole uh, yeah the OST because um, f- f- making your uh, your Patreon yeah. song that we made a few yeah, yeah, months yeah. ago I you know you said that was your <clears> favourite soundtrack and so I had to kind of listen through it and wanted to find something that we could kind of steal yeah, yeah. Sam- sample sample steal. sample yeah sample. <laughs> uh and make a song out of it and the whole thing is just brilliant i was just sat there for days just listening through it 
and then thinking like catching myself going no i'm not doing this for pleasure i need to actually make something out of this um and yeah it's incredible i just think you know i said it before but i just think the atmosphere they create in that game yeah it's just uh, yeah a 10 out of 10 on that front because you know i think it's it kind of is the same you know what metroid or at least super metroid did back in the day it's creating that sort of eerie vibe and almost the the silence and the footsteps are as important as those big sort of grand mm-hmm. boss battles and things like that i just think it's genius and yeah and the humming of that cornifer and those little you know droplets of water just hitting the ground when you go to the city of tears yeah, yeah. oh amazing there's just a sadness about the game because you are exploring yeah. a sort of dead kingdom the huge yeah. sort of area that was once inhabited by millions and millions and millions and millions of bugs is now you know being wandered by zombified creatures now basically. i get it you're basically you're describing scotland i get it <laughs> I, get, I, get, I, get where, I get where the love comes from yeah well, that's it yeah it's just oh it's just infested with heroin addicts now <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, Scotland. I'm only joking. Um, but no, yeah, no, you're uh, not. No, not at all. Uh, you're shaking your head when you say that. I, <laughs> I can see them. <laughs> um, Andrew, any any more thoughts on Hollow Knight? What what is it that have you been intimidated to start it, or just something you've not got around to yet? Um, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, there's just the fact that I've got there's so many games that it's you know. Why, why should I begin that first? I mean, kind of Lewis has given me good reasons to, as to why I should kind of start it now. But yeah, there's some intimidation there because I think the, um, uh, I guess that the, the combat, the combat in it seems quite difficult and it seems like quite a difficult game overall and difficult games, I don't know, they can put me off. I mean, I'm playing Pokemon at the moment, which is probably like the most sedate and easy game that you could even, you know, you could play. Um, so Hollow Knight yeah. seems like a proper challenge in comparison. So I, yeah, um, I guess that's what's putting me off slightly. It's not the easiest yeah, it, of games. There are times when you it, will be playing and you just want to chuck your control across the room. Mm. It's true. And it even starts off fairly difficult, I would say. I think I seem to recall when I first started it, it it just felt, well, this is this is just too difficult already. It's ridiculous. How, how is this fun? And it's not until I kind of powered through that initial bit that you kind of get hang of the combat and uh you know you obviously start getting your upgrades and things like that but mm-hmm. um it is it's a tough nut to crack i think yeah. and I, as i said i've been i was intimidated all over again when i realized i was actually nowhere near the end and there's loads more i need to do and i'm banging my head against the wall trying to beat these these bosses uh and god knows when i'm going to finish it and I think that's when I kind of just put it down and said, right, I need to just play something a bit, more, a bit less uh, <laughs> taxing because I will throw my Switch out of the bus window if I carry on with this. Mm-hmm. It makes it all the more impressive that people have played it in Steel Soul Mode and completed it. So that Steel Soul, Steel Soul Mode is, if you die, you're, that's it, your game's done. You have to restart. Wow. Mental. Absolutely mental. Yeah. But it, I, I think it probably says something about the the sort of people that do that though like it's it it must it takes a certain kind of person to think right there's this balls hard game 
and I'm going to go through it and I'm not going to die once. I'm going to make it virtually impossible for myself. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to me. No. It's great. I, I could never do that, but I just think there's, there's obviously something like in your mind, because I know you've tried Steel Soul Mode, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it at the moment. I think I'm only about an hour in, but I know I'm not going to be able to manage because there are, there are bosses that I've taken multiple attempts to, to beat. Yeah. Hmm. Namely, the so everyone who's played the game will know the Watcher Knights, sort of one of the sort of lat, more latterly bosses before you go and face the Hollow Knight himself. Um, mm. Just that was one I was like, I cannot get past this. Just cannot get past it. It's just too difficult. Yeah. So you're thinking that so it's, you're going up a tower in the City of Tears, and you come into a room. There's all these like little husks, with the looks of it, dotted around, and they just stuff so it seeps into them from the ceiling and they pop up and start rolling around the place or jumping and bouncing but there's generally about two on screen at once and it's right. it's pretty it's not easy mm. have you um just talking about difficult games and the kind of psychology behind that have you played cuphead yes i think we were about the same stage yeah. in the third aisle i think yeah yeah i just got to the third aisle and then just put it down <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah. Me. yeah but i i kind of uh and i've just been playing Valfaris as well and that's it's not quite as hard as that but it has definitely got that right I'm going to die repeatedly here until I get these patterns of the bosses down Mm -hmm. and there is something about that you know it seeming impossible to start with and I you know I'll literally go into a fight and I'll be like well I'm never going to be able to do this but you try it again and then you think oh okay so if I jump at this point then he misses me there and you just it's almost just that I think that's the payoff in games like this is just the learning aspect of it and then the reward of actually overcoming something that seems insurmountable to mm-hmm. begin with well that's yeah. the thing like, we're talking about like bosses and so you go on to face the Hollow Knight and then if you have collected certain items through the game you are you're then open to go and use your dream nail another item within the game to face this uh, real the real big baddie so the, the the thing that's causing all the infection within within the world called the radiance and i remember it took me a long long while to get past it so i'd got to the point where i could face off against her and then i was like i can't do it it's just too difficult and then like a few months passed i was like no 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 i'm gonna try and i remember when i finally sort of time before the time before i managed it i got to like the last few sort of hits and died but the, the, the mm. time that I'm at, the, the time I finally managed to beat her, to finally complete the game, when I was like, right, draw a line under it, I can now say that I've sort of completed Hollow Knight. I just remember my heart was just thumping in my chest. Like, oh, you can mm. you can just feel it. Like, if someone was to look at you, they would see your just chest, like your heart shape popping yeah. out your popping out your t-shirt <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, just yeah, just just difficult. <laughs> That's difficult. <laughs> All right. So the I mean. In practical terms, then, well, Lewis has just head headbutted his uh, microphone there as well. His game that, that was his heart pumping out of his chest and hitting the microphone. It's just, yeah. um, <laughs> but the uh, the obviously you've gone back to this a few times now, mm. having completed it. Do you, do you think this is a game that you will carry? Like, if this was your desert island game, would you? Would this? Would you actually want to keep coming back to this? Because there's games like, obviously, like you said, we've got multiplayer games that are 
infinitely playable. You know, we've got games like Fortnite that, you know, as long as you've got some mates together, every game's going to be different. I mean, you're going to be a miserable bastard to live with if you're coming back and just playing Hollow Knight constantly. Surely. Uh huh. Yeah. Surely. And what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, just confirming. <laughs> no, but do do you think you can? Do you, do you not think you'll just tire of the 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 difficulty of it? The you know that I don't know that sort of grind. No, I don't think I, I don't. I, well, for me, I don't think so. And I think again, I look around these these sort of luscious golden sands that we stand on just now, and think to myself as we as we sort of standing chatting, it's like I could wish I could just go and spend some good old quality time, quality time on my own in a yeah, dark, in a dank, dank cave. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Um, okay, Andrew. Before we move on, what do you? Is there anything else you want to pick Lewis's brain about? Hollow Knight. Um, it's 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 kind of got me in the mindset slightly of I don't know if you've played this one those Dead Cells. Yes. So if it oh. feels very from what you described, it, I mean, it sounds like a much more almost cinematic version of that, and as in there's much more story and there's there's much more to it. But it does feel like that. You know, you're talking about stuff like dripping down from the ceiling and infecting things, and there's there's a, a little bit of that in in Dead Cells and how that plays. Is it is it quite as Kind of, because um, that's more like a roguelike kind of a roguelike kind of game. Is it kind of that in, in effect, or is am I thinking of it in the wrong way? It's yes. So I can, can I can see your point. Holland, it's not a roguelike. Um, mm. Dead Tales is far more fast paced as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things is roguelikes is it doesn't necessarily save your progress. I know it does in a way that like you keep your power ups, mm. but Holland is a sort of self contained. So a story, right? You you progress and you you find a, a bench. A bench uses used to sort of save your progress so far. Up if you have the map, it fills in the, the areas that you've been within that certain region. Um, mm. I have heard the comparison before. I don't think they're really similar. To be okay. to be completely honest, but they're both. I mean, both both great games. Dead Cells is a great game, and it's in its own right. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think also, I think people overplay the metroidvania aspect of dead cells because i don't really think it is that either Mm. because it's it has got those elements of backtracking to a very small extent and unlocking and it's got the unlocking uh what are they called not charms that's hollow knight runes Mm -hmm. that allow you to get to other places that you can access before but it hasn't got the the backtracking element of that's sort of synonymous with Metroidvanias. So I know people often call it a roguevania, don't they? But they are, mm. yeah, they are um, very different games. But and again, I think Dead Cells is more accessible as well because I think you can just jump into Dead Cells, have a run for half an hour, and then not play it again for six months. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have that same like going back to Hollow Knight. Now I'd feel really out of my depth, okay. whereas I could fire up Dead Cells. And have have a run, and you'd pick up the combat quickly because it's it's much, as Lewis said, much faster paced, and mm-hmm. and uh, Hollow, Hollow Knight is kind of not slow, but it's very deliberate. The the combat in that, yeah, so it's um, yeah, okay, but yeah, both both awesome games. But that's one of the things you mentioned there about backtracking. Backtracking is never anything, not not something I was as seen as an obstacle when playing that game. So you might see something, or you might attempt a jump and just not 
manage it and go right okay where is this or green path area within the game I can't wait mm. to come back here when once I've got my double jump to go and see what's up there it, so it really does draw you in so there is one ex when you you see Hornet for the first time but you can't quite make that jump you go I need to come back here once I've got that yeah. ability to come and see what's actually up there what's going on but even it doesn't make that easy does it because you can't does, can't you only mark a certain f- number of areas on the map and stuff you can't yeah. like just inf- infinitely place markers on the map can you you can buy mark I never used them Right. I just sort of wandered about. I bet. I bet you had a notepad, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm drawing a map, IRL. And <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a, that's a conversation that that you had with yourself when you were <laughs> dealing with your Mario Maker two levels. <laughs> that's actually, yeah. All right, you got me there, fucker. Uh, right, let's move on to uh, the food and drink <clears throat> portion. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Lewis, look. Less, you know, elephant in the room, you're Scottish. Yep. Okay. So we're not expecting great things here. <laughs> um, so uh, just do your best, okay? Don't don't try. Don't be nervous. Just look, if you have to say awful, <clears throat> just say awful. Don't feel ashamed. Okay? Okay. Plate of awful. Uh but yeah, what what would be your choice of your food? My food. So moment? I have considered this for quite some time to decide mm-hmm. on what exactly should I bring? What, what would I want to eat forever on this island? And I was like, nah, you could have something. But no, I've decided to go full on stereotype and say, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring awful, Ben. I'm going to bring awful and stuff it right in your face. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to bring on, hopefully, haggis. Mm. Oh, I mean, yeah, massive stereotype, but yeah. Haggis is good. Um, vegan Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I really should know my audience <laughs> Lewis, for, alright, for those of our listeners who don't know what haggis is just talk us through the, the process if you will <laughs> So, haggis, haggis is Andrew, if you could try and stop salivating as he's describing this that would be great It's probably best that I don't No, it's what, what, what it is and so it, it, not done this way anymore it used to be made inside a sheep's stomach but now it's just some. <laughs> now it's just in a sort of four sheep stomach. But it's basically just bits of internal organ, like intestine type things, mixed up with herbs and spices and slapped into your plate. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, wait there, I'm salivating. Wait there, sorry. Yeah, Andrew, is that enough to. Um... <laughs> You know, to change. You do get ways. veggie haggis, but I know, I know it's not vegan. But you do get veggie haggis. I have had veg- when oh. I was veggie. I had veggie haggis, and it was very nice. Um, but I think that is. I think if they were to do vegan haggis, it would just be an empty packet. Well, yeah. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> what could they put? Literally, what could they put in it? Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Really, this is just, it's just not. It's not for me, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, no. I'll let you continue talking about it. <laughs> It's really nice. what, um, do you have it? Uh, do you have it for breakfast? Not like every day, obviously. <clears throat> Not but... every day. The weekend. Mm. Saturday morning, crack open a bit of haggis. Because the Scottish breakfast, the full Scottish, is is better than a full English. Yeah, hag- I'm going to say it. haggis, black pudding. Yeah, square uh, sausage, square sausage, or if you're posh, nice. Lauren sausage, posh fuckers. It's square sausage. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, yeah, no, I I like haggis. I do, and I like black pudding and all that stuff. And I'm sorry, Andrew, 
I, I feel I feel bad even admitting that in front of you. Because <laughs> um, it is the most carnivorous thing you could possibly eat. <laughs> it's just like... Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Is, are there different kind of... Different sort of qualities of haggis what would you what would you recommend if someone's never had haggis before what, as in what sort should they seek out like if there's a brand or so yeah i think i think well, the, the brand that i think I, I don't know if it's a sort of mo- if it is the most popular in scotland it, it's made literally about five minutes away from where i stay um right. so Mc, mcsween haggis it's probably ah, it's yeah. probably the one that i would Say if you, you if you were to see haggis in the shops and it was McSween, definitely pick it up. Come to think of it, I can't name any other haggis manufacturers. Okay. Other that than other than haggis. Wee Jimmy next door, <laughs> who, <laughs> makes his, who makes his who makes his own haggis. Yeah. Mm, euphemism. Um, and what do you have? Do you ever have that with uh, neeps and tatties? Neeps and tatties. Oh, neeps and tatties. Yeah. yeah. So I am not a big so neeps. For mm. uh, for those that don't know, is turnip. I'm not a big fan of turnip, so I have it with mashed potatoes and lots and lots of brown sauce, brown sauce, HP nice. sauce. Uh, shout out to Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, if you're listening, this is your next uh, your next meal to try. <laughs> I think we dis- we discussed <laughs> it when we were playing Fortnite. I was like, you need to get on, you need to get on the haggis, haggis and iron brew. You need to go on that. Get- oh, You've already got the brown I sauce. Lo- I love the way we're recommending all these healthy dishes to them. <laughs> Sausage rolls and haggis, mate. It's all you need in life. Um, awesome. All right. Well, that's the food choice. Andrew, we'll, we'll actually, no, we'll get to your opinion uh, okay. at the end. But what about your drink choice, Lewis? So What's it going to be? Not going to be a stereotype and say whiskey or iron brew or tenants. Yeah. I'm going to say what I'm drinking right now. And it's kind of on brand, so it's Goose Island IPA. Oh, Ooh. nice. Yeah. So an alcoholic drink, Andrew. Uh, again, <laughs> not one for you. Know <laughs> your audience. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, is that, is it particularly Goose IPA or just Ponzi Craft Beer in general? Ponzi, uh, probably Ponzi Craft Beer in general. I, I like my I like my super hoppy, my super hoppy beers, my, my IPAs, uh, yeah, quite into them, so. It was a kind of toss-up between this or one by a brewery called Crate, I think it is. Crate, right. and they've got some IPA. I can't remember what it's called. But, yeah, uh, sort of Ponce, a pure on arse IPA. Lovely. Well, we're, we're all about that. Um, Andrew, do you say your brother is is a Instagram, a craft beer Instagrammer, or did I just make that up? No, no you're right, yeah. He, that's what he does. Okay. I mean, and that's not his main job, but that, that is what he does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He does do that. Yeah. Mm. We should probably get him on the podcast because the amount of people that say that we, the amount of conversations we have about craft beer. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. N- not not saying we want to swap you out for him, but you know. well, it's another <laughs> Dickinson, so you know, <laughs> never yeah. know the difference. Exactly, be fine. Yeah. Um, but Lewis, what is it in particular about you know this sort of hoppy IPA kind of stuff that you like? I don't know. I think I think it is just. I mean, I'm not. Maybe we can get sweet to Andrew's brother on this. I think it is the taste of the hops. So, like anything that's got like like really super loaded with more hops than normal, I really like. I can see if if people didn't like it, I can see why because it leaves a sort of funny taste in your mm. mouth. But you know, I'm all for funny tastes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that that's it. I mean, it's it's just it's even got hops on the a picture of a hop. Yeah. Oh, I assume it's 
that's what hop is uh, on on the can. So it's um, yeah. No, that's a that's a goose, mate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clues in the name. I thought that's why Andrew couldn't have it because it was an animal. Because <laughs> it contains goose. <laughs> yes, real goose. Um, yeah, I tried that actual one when uh, Andrew Rich and I met up a few weeks ago. You did, yeah. They had they had it they had it on tap. Oh, and wow. I thought, oh, goose island. Yeah. On brand, mm. it, yeah, it's really nice, really nice. Good, uh, Andrew. Obviously, we know your feelings about beer. If you could keep your thoughts to yourself, Andrew, on this, be uh, be appreciated. <laughs> For the food and the drink. <laughs> yeah, never played Hollow Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan, and I hate beer. Ah, uh, Andrew, I think I might just take away my vote and just let you decide. <laughs> I think that would be fair. <laughs> um, right. Well, let's let's. Let's put it to a vote, Andrew. Let's work okay. this out. Sure. Uh, Can I get night. the deciding vote? Can I get that? We'll see. <laughs> see how we get on. We might have to uh, text someone to get him to decide. Uh, yeah, Andrew, what do you think about Lewis's game choice? Do you know what? It's. Uh, I mean, it's not a game that I've played yet, but I've seen enough of it and I've heard Lewis speak about it enough that it sounds like an amazing game and I mean you know if you're bringing a game onto the island you want something that's going to be a challenge and that you can come back to again and again so you know it's it sounds like something that would fit right in with um with all of the I mean I don't know if we've got any other challenging games to you know to that level of challenge on the island yet but um this one sounds like it would be a, a good fit that's a good point actually I don't think I can't think of anything else sort of notoriously difficult that we've got on the mm. island so far I don't have the list in front of me that's unprofessional um, but yeah I, I, nothing off the top of my head can't think of anything mm. yeah good point and that where the replayability comes in with this is that difficulty and trying to kind of master it almost it could take a lifetime yeah mm. yeah well I I really I love Hollow Knight I think if I had a bit more bottle then I would have stuck at it or got back to it and it is one that I will at some point same with Cuphead I just think I'd had my fill of it for a little while but I've always I've got the intention in the back of my mind to go back to it so um yeah it's uh, you know Lewis is right on everything he says about it it's it's just beautifully constructed just masterful um and I yeah it's I think it's probably one of the best games on Switch certainly up top five indie games if not overall so um mm. yeah it's hard it's hard as much as i'd like to it's hard to argue with. <laughs> um however you could probably argue uh with his food and drink choices andrew take it away <laughs> um see i'm not I, i'm not one to um uh, to kind of have, have a go at the people's food choices and haggis is the national dish of scotland pretty much and it feels like I don't know. It, it feels like if we're going to represent the British Isles on the island, I, I feel like we should have something Scottish on there. And and what's more Scottish than haggis? I don't have to eat it, you know. It, it's not. It's not like I'm being forced to eat it. So I, I would agree with haggis personally. It's fine. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Me and the rest of the knuckle dragging Neanderthals that live up here really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Validated. Uh, and what about what about the beer though? Come on, Andrew. Come on. Uh, see, I, did I? We've got. A, we we need to put up some <laughs> resistance. Okay. Okay. Let, if, even sure. if you agree, just pretend you don't. Well, okay? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the last time beer came up, I said no, 
Um, yeah. So just out of, you know, just to be consistent, no, no, no to beer. Just in general, no. It's a no. And that, and that is off the back of you just having a bad experience with beer in your youth, isn't it? Yeah, very bad, very bad experience with beer, and it makes me feel sick now. So yeah, just the smell of it would. Uh, so really, bringing beer onto the island would just be bad for everybody because I'd be constantly nauseous and complaining about it, and you'd all know about it. So. Oh God, yeah, that would be a bad idea. That's the last thing we. Would. The vomiting, fine, but the complaining, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, cool. Um, well, Lewis, I love Hollow Knight. Uh, I really like haggis as well, uh, as I do with all foods. Basically, all foods get onto the island. Um, and, but I expect I do love haggis. It's you know my partner is Scottish and. She has introduced that to me, and you know all, all of your other wonderful delicacies. Deep <laughs> <laughs> flavoured Mars bar, oh, yeah, all of that. No, actually, I went. She took me to a Scottish uh, fish and chip shop. The thing was the first time I went up there, and I said, "Oh, uh, can I can I have a Mars bar for dessert, please?" And they were like, uh, "No, we don't do that in here." Like, oh, and the guy looked really offended that I'd asked. Yeah. I've only known of one place that does it. People, places generally don't, generally yeah. don't do it. It's a surprise. Oh, myth. is that is that a pizza? Just stick it in the deep fat fryer. Deep fat <laughs> fryer, if I could say it properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, haggis is good, and yeah, your Goose Island slash all Ponzi IPAs. Um, I I love them as well. So it's, uh, it's with it's with a heavy heart that I have to accept you. <laughs> <laughs> onto the island so well done Lewis well thank done, you thank you very much that's that three good, for three good. that was three for three excellent that was yeah mm. normally we we have a bit of pushback on one of them but yeah you've oh you've charmed Andrew somehow I was expecting Andrew to take you to do one but, I, paid, uh, I paid him off EGX I paid him off <laughs> yeah good job um, but yeah I think that'll that'll do us for this episode gents Andrew before we leave for the evening mm. can you just uh thank our patrons for us because i again don't have that list in front of me either um neither do i that's how well prepared Excellent. we are um so it's okay let's... we only we only thank them on the og anyway so let's just give them a general thank you <laughs> for for do subscribing we, do so we? it's fine I yeah don't we don't we thank them on everything no just the og <clears throat> Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, you 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 know you you wrote those terms and conditions. So I did. That's fine. I did. Yeah. So it's but, it's all uh, good. But thank you, patrons. Uh, thank you. Just because we're not mentioning you by name doesn't mean we don't love you all. Um, God, that didn't sound sincere at all. No. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> it's true. I mean it. Uh, Lewis, where can people find you online? So you can find me uh, mooching around the Switch Island. Discord, you can also come and say hello to me on Twitter if, if you follow or at that Doctor Fact. That's right. Uh Andrew, how about you, buddy? Um you can find me at Oddment eighty four and also mooching around uh, Discord where actually me and both of you are having a little bit of a battle as to who's number one in Discord, which I'm winning. Yeah, no no I'm not surprised. You put like one Sorry. one word posts. Like I say, I say, <laughs> morning, guys. <laughs> so fuck off, Andrew. Like, yeah, how are you? I'll how just, are you doing I'll today, just, guys? It's I'll like four leave. or five different posts. <laughs> <I'll just laughs> you losers that have jobs, you can't post all day. I know you're. 
you do still <laughs> you do still post you know yeah not much um but yeah there's no competition andrew we we can't compete with you you are a juggernaut on the discord so um yeah As anyone s- listening that isn't uh already part of the discord come and join in because it is good laugh and we uh talk about lots of games lewis just talks about hollow knight mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it's good fun and we also tend to exchange ways to uh, help each other spend our money more than anything mm, we do andrew yeah. in particular yeah. is guilty of that as well i am yeah and uh, and yeah. dan's currently asking questions a lot so if you like answering questions um it's also a good place to be silly questions mm, silly questions like yeah. What what socks are you wearing right now? Things like that. It's all it's mm. all good fun. I mm. think that might be one of his perversions, though. I did think he's just like collecting those pictures. Well, the socks. So, uh, yeah, I thought that afterwards. It's like, oh no, I'm just feeding mm. into it. Yeah. Saving them onto his phone. Smell on the screen. <laughs> oh God, there is. <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, cool. Well, yes, you can find me uh, also in the Discord, not as much as Andrew, or on Twitter at BenjiCon. Um, and yeah, if you like what we do, if you're a fan of our podcasts and this nonsense that we do on a weekly basis, then do consider supporting us on uh, Patreon. And that link is Lewis. The Patreon link <laughs> is. <laughs> Go to Patreon. Go to and Patreon. search for the Switch Island. Is that right? Yeah. That's crazy. Patreon.com slash the Switch, the Switch Island. Island. Uh, all right, but what is our website, Lewis? It is theswitchisland.com. I've been pra- yes! practicing that because I got it wrong on the OG. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, and yeah, the best place to keep up to date with all of our content is on Twitter, and that is at the Switch Island. Um, but yeah, we will have another episode coming to you soon. We'll have the OG coming out soon. We've got the Express that comes out every week as well. So generally speaking, two podcasts a week. Um, and if you enjoy it, leave us a review on uh, iTunes or your podcast service of choice because that helps with our discoverability. But um, as for this episode, it is a wrap. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you all on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.